and welcome to A Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome to any new listeners. I'm so thankful that you are here, so thankful that you found this podcast, and I encourage you to stick around for a little while. Don't run off quite yet. Let's see what the Lord has for all of us today. And welcome to my regular listeners. Thank you for coming back day after day. I pray the Lord's blessing on all of you. I just love being this uh, in this journey with you. I love it that there are other people who want to think about God's Word with me each day. And I want you to know that I continue to pray for all of you, that God would draw you closer to Him, that you will have more of a desire to know Him and His Word, that you will see the importance of carving out this time to spend with Him in whatever way you do it. I'm thankful if you listen to this podcast, but please don't let this be the only time you think about God's Word today, friend. Please have some memory, uh, a memory verse you're thinking about or uh, a Bible study or Sunday school lesson that you're working on. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in worship every day. This is not something that you just want to do one time a week. Uh, when Jesus was talking with the, his disciples and his apostles, he said, um, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself. And so that means putting down what ourself wants and pick up our cross daily. In other words, think about what he has done for us. Think about how we uh, crucify our sinful desires and we follow him and then we follow him. But it's a daily thing. It's not just once a week or once a month or just when we feel like it. And oh, friends, the more that you carve out that time for him, the more you will desire that time for him. And uh, I just pray that uh, that that's happening in your life in this new year. I also want to remind you, if you're new or if you're old and you've just not uh, done it yet, <laughs> that I'm doing a companion series of little short-form videos with this that you can find on different social media outlets. You can find uh, the YouTube short in the show notes where I uh, just journal briefly my prayers about each of these verses that we do each day. Well, the one main verse each day. And uh, I just encourage you, even if you don't consider yourself a journaler, it makes a difference when we are intentional about our prayers and even just writing a, a couple of prayers to the Lord each day. All right. Well, our verse for the day for January the 16th, 2024 comes from Ruth in the Old Testament. Oh, I love this little book. Of course, you know, I love all the words and all the verses. But it's Ruth chapter 1, verse 16, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go, and where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Oh, friends, I love this story of Ruth, and I'm excited for us to park here. If you uh, are a longtime student of God's Word, you will recognize this. But if this is, if you are not familiar with this, I'm excited for us to park here and see what was going on and see what we can apply uh, about this story of Ruth uh, to our lives today. You know, if you've been on this journey with me very long, you. Uh, 
this is the time that I think it's wise for us to get a little bit of background of where we are in the scripture and who may have written this uh, short four chapter book, if we can ascertain that and uh, what was going on so that we have the appropriate context. Um, the thing is, we don't know for sure who wrote Ruth. Uh, there's nowhere within this book of Ruth that tells us who wrote it. It's in the Old Testament, kind of in that section of Old Testament history. You'll recall that I've mentioned to you that the Old Testament begins with the five books of the law, then it moves to Old Testament history, and then to wisdom and poetry, literature, and then the major prophets and the minor prophets. Ruth is in that section of history, and the reason is because this gives us uh, part of King David's lineage. Uh, Ruth was, I believe, the great-great-grandmother of King David, so Ruth married Boaz. Boaz uh, and Ruth had Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse, and Jesse was the father of King David. And so I love this. I love that we get to spend time here, and uh, we just can learn so many things from this. We don't know who wrote this. Uh, Jewish tradition holds that Samuel, the prophet Samuel, may have written this, but uh, there's nowhere that tells us that. And um, it's thought that this may have been penned in the time of King David, you know, given that history, but we just don't know. This small book of Ruth, along with um, Esther's Song of Solomon, Ecclesiastes, and Lamentations, is known by the Jews as the, uh, together they're called the Megiloth, or the Five Scrolls, and these are read at different times during uh, Jewish holidays, and Ruth is read during the time of Pentecost, because that was the harvest time, and it has to do with uh, what is mentioned about the harvest in this book. And so that's just a little bit of background, but it is a wonderful, wonderful story. And it opens up in this way. It says, In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man of Bethlehem and Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malon and Chilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there, but Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her two sons. These took Moabite wives. The name of the one was Orpah, the name of the other Ruth. They lived there about ten years, and both Malon and Chilion died, so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. And it goes on uh, to tell that um, Naomi tells her two daughters-in-law that she's going to go back to uh, her homeland. She's going back to Bethlehem in, Ju in Judah. And she urges her two daughters-in-law, who were foreigners, to go back to their families, to go back to live where they came from. And Orpah decides to do that, but Ruth loved her mother-in-law, and she decided that she did not want to do that. And and I hope as we look at this together, we're going to be able to, to see perhaps why she didn't want to go back to her family. But to understand part of that, first we need to think about um, Moab. Moab was an enemy of Israel. There had been uh, trouble there, and there continued to be trouble uh, at times. They were not uh, a godly nation. They followed 
and worship the idol Chemosh, which was just a, well, any idol is not a good idol. And so you also need to think about where Moab, uh, where its origins were. Abraham's nephew, Lot, you may recall, was in Sodom and uh, the Lord sent angels to rescue him and uh, and his wife and his family, and they were uh, fleeing that because God had pronounced that there would be destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And when um, his wife looked back and she was turned into a pillar of salt, but they continued and uh, Lot and his daughters went away and they settled in a country, I believe it was called Zoar. We read about that in Genesis chapter 20, uh, but at the, let's see, at the end of 20, beginning in verse 30, it talks about, it says, now Lot went up out of Zoar and lived in the hills with his two daughters. Unfortunately, they had an incestuous relationship, and um, one daughter had Moab, the other daughter had Amnon, and those were enemies to Israel. I mean, it started out on the wrong foot in this incestuous relationship, and so there was trouble all along. Well, Ruth was from Moab, um, and that was an ungodly nation, but I think she had seen in her family, her new family, her husband's family, about the goodness of the one true living God. She she had seen it walked out in their lives. Even though uh, Naomi had suffered great loss and great difficulty, um, I believe that she uh, was a witness to Ruth about God's goodness and his faithfulness and how he still cares for his people, even in the most difficult times. And um, I believe that is one of the reasons that when uh, Naomi had said to her, you need to go back to your family, she didn't want to go back to the false gods. She didn't want to go back to that place. She knew that her right place was with um, Naomi. And I think that that had to have been God inspired because God had it all planned out. If you think about that, Ruth would marry Boaz and Ruth didn't know that. And that they would have Obed, who would be the father of Jesse, who would be the father of King David. Um, but it's just such a wonderful, wonderful story. The Lord had put that uh, desire in Naomi's heart. I'm sorry, in Ruth's heart to stay with her mother-in-law and to care for her and to uh, help her as she went back to uh, her homeland. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful that we see this because you know what is just so neat? And we've talked about this before. If you look over in the New Testament, the very first book of the New Testament, and we look in Matthew's gospel there, it opens up with the genealogy of Jesus. And in that genealogy, there are five women mentioned, and one of those women is Ruth. And so I'm so thankful. It's on such a larger scale. It This story of Ruth reminds us that God's grace uh, is extended to everyone who will believe in that one, in our one true living God. That's the good news of the gospel, friends, is that uh, God's grace is for everyone. His salvation is for everyone who would believe. And it has always ever been about that. It was that way before Jesus came to this earth, uh, as we see in this story here. Uh, But Ruth is in that lineage. We see that uh, women matter to God. It's uh, 
just like Paul had written, uh, for those who in Christ, there's there's neither slave nor free, male nor female, um, Jew or Greek or Jew or Gentile. It's for everyone. God's love is for everyone and His grace. And I'm just so, so thankful for that. And so even though Ruth didn't know about Jesus yet, and Jesus had not come on the scene, she knew about the one true living God. She had heard the stories, and I'm certain that she saw that faithfulness. Um, I'm certain that she saw uh, Naomi's faith in a loving God who was there even in the difficult times. And, um, you know, the peoples of those days, they had heard about this one true living God all the way back into when uh, the Lord sent Moses to bring the people out of Egypt and of uh, the mighty signs and wonders that were done then. And then also when other um the the Israel the nation of Israel had been uh, in battles with other kingdoms and uh, they shouldn't have prevailed but they did and it was because of God it was because of God's hand on them and people knew that and just like we can tell when we are around believers when we are around people of God because of their countenance because of the way that they speak because of the way that they act because of the way that they trust God. Um, I think Ruth knew that about Naomi, and that's why she said um, in verse 16 in our verse for the day, Do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you, for where you go, I will go, and where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. She had also taken it very seriously that when she married her husband, uh, who was Ruth, I'm sorry, who was Naomi and, uh, um, oh, what was his name? Elimelech. <laughs> Naomi and Elimelech's uh, son, uh, that she was part of the family. And so even though her husband had died, she still considered that she was part of this family. And so uh, coming into that family, uh, their God would be her God. And so she continued that way. And God continued to bless her because when they came into Bethlehem and, and uh, Naomi came back to her people, um, then it all worked out. Um, even though they didn't seem to have uh, enough to eat and all of that, God provided because Ruth went to glean in the fields and she ended up gleaning in the field of Boaz, who was a kinsman redeemer. And in that culture, if um, a, a lady was widowed and there were no sons to uh, continue to take care of the property and that sort of thing. Someone who was a kinsman could come in and redeem or buy that and take care of them. And um, it just so happened, and you can read this short story, that uh, Boaz was a kinsman redeemer. Now, there was one that was closer um, in line than Boaz, but uh, God worked it out such that Boaz uh, could redeem them, and Ruth became Boaz's wife, and um, and then, like I said, that continued, and in their descendants was King David. And so it's just such a blessing to see, but such a reminder to us in our daily walk that it matters how we walk. People who don't know God will see that in us, and, and it makes me think of what we read in um 
Paul's letter to the Corinthians. I believe it's, let me hop over here. I believe it's in chapter three. And now this is talking about for those of us who are in Christ, but um, it's the same way. It was that way with God's people, God's people who had faith and followed God with their heart and uh, truly sought to obey him. It was evidence to people who were around them that they were followers of the one true living God. And it, but like I said, it reminds me here of what Paul wrote about in uh, First Corinthians, actually Second Corinthians, it's chapter two instead of chapter three. He says, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one, a fragrance from death to death. To the other, a fragrance from life to life. Um, And so in Christ, we are sharing Christ with those that we come in contact with because of the way that we live. And those who choose to live, choose to believe, um, it's a sweet fragrance. For those who reject and rebel, it is a, a pungent uh, uh, smell. It's an odor. Um, and likewise, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city on the hill cannot be hidden. We share and, sh- and uh, show forth the light of Jesus that's in us and the light of God the Father that's in us. And um, there are those who will choose to accept it and those that won't. And I think that's very much what happened here in uh, Naomi and Ruth's life. Naomi, uh, Ruth had seen how uh, Naomi lived and how uh, they trusted God, and she she wanted that. And then because she had faith, because she chose to believe, and because she said, your God will be my God, um, it was all based on faith. And then, as I mentioned, she's in the lineage of Jesus. And so it's just a, such a blessing and just a reminder of us to uh, share our faith with others. It may not always be in words, but it should always be in actions and and how we love and how we care for people. And so I encourage you in that today. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.